0: You're listening to All Over the Shop, my journey through the English language. So they've taken the English language, but they've looked at some of it and they thought, no, no, I think we need a little bit more explanation. Yeah, you guys made it so that people don't understand it. That's stupid. That's not smart. We've made it better. In a form of goggledy-gook. Of stentorian sesquipedalian sentences that nobody can ever understand. Well, luck, well, there's going to there be a good wee bit of noise. Nice noise. 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 You feel awful because they're speaking English, but I could not understand a single word. It was like the uh... common one that you get stick over is the do be they do be he does be and so on. Uh, good luck over there, but whatever you do, don't forget your accent, alright? Welcome to the fifth episode of All Over the Shop. With me, your host, Barbara Feeney. Still in my bedroom, still in lockdown. Thank you for joining. Today, we're going places. I want to bring you with me to many places, actually. Yole, Nace, Delir Street, Loughborough, Coogee. They're near, they're far, but they have one thing in common. I call them towns. Come with me while we explore some of the English language's most difficult to pronounce places. Did you guys ever watch Saturday morning TV? Like, I mean, Saturday morning, like British TV, SMTV Live with Anton Deck and Kat Deely, And there was also Live and Kicking with Zoe Ball. And remember, there was Andy Peters and Jamie Theakston. Anyway, I know I, we were very lucky because we had the English channels. And I know lots of people didn't have the English channels growing up. They had, were T1, Network 2, TG Carr we were lucky so anyway where I'm going with this is that every week on live and kicking or SMTV they would have a competition they would ask a question and then you would have to send in your answer on a postcard and post it in I just love I love the old-fashioned way of doing things post it in they would gather them in bags and then like Ant and Dec would pick the winner but before they picked the winner, they would always say the winner was picked at random. They would always say this, no matter what the competition was or what TV program you're watching. You're not going to believe this. I mean, this is digging deep for me to tell you the story. I thought that random was a town in England. I thought that like all of the competition post went to this town called random and they picked the winners there. I'm not joking. Anyway. That's how confusing the English language is. Why would they say random? Random wasn't a word, I will say, that was used in the 90s in Ireland. Contest it if you like. Get in touch. If you used it, let me know. Because I thought it was a town. I was deprived. No one told me what it meant. Anyway, we're going to get back to place names in a moment. But first, I need to bring you feedback. I left out something big last week when I was talking about food. I know there's so many different types of food and things that I could talk about. But bread rolls are a serious issue. Serious. Because they're called so many different things everywhere. And I know people are going to say, well, it depends. Like, you know, it depends on the shape. It depends what they're made of. If they have certain like seeds or flour sprinkled on. But we're not getting into the nitty gritty. We're just getting into the kind of the general terms. I would usually say a roll, a bread roll, um, a baguette. I used to say a bap. I don't say bap anymore because we know baps can mean something else. And sometimes I don't go to Starbucks anymore, but sometimes I had to because it was beside the library. I'd say my name is Babs and they would write baps on the cup and I just had to stop, I had to stop, okay? Don't use baps anymore. Um, There's actually loads of other words and my York listener got in touch to admonish me and say... You should have investigated this. So I'm bringing it to you this week. We obviously know there's the blah, the Waterford blah. I don't use it, but I know it and I like it. And it's a treasured part of our culture here in Ireland. YouGov have put together a map of England showing you where they say the certain words. So like they say bread roll in most of England. And then they say bun. Bun is more for a burger, I would say. Cup. That's new. Barm. Or barm cake. Now what I will say, that seems to be quite rare now in England. Somewhere up, a bit further north. I don't really know my map of England too well. Barm for me is barmbrack. So I'm not sure what's going on there. But there are loads more words, apparently. Morning roll. Muffin. Lardy cake. Oggy or odgy. Tea cake. A tea cake is a biscuit. It's not a roll. Buttery. Vienna. Okay, or a Vienna roll. I sometimes say French bread, or I used to when I was a kid. A stotty. Um, what else do we have? A scuffler. Batch. Batch is batch bread. That's not a roll. A roey. A bridey. So there's clearly loads of names, and I know I'm probably missing some. So let me know if I've missed out. Because I love all these weird and random names. I also failed to mention, when I was talking about sausages... Very important word that they use in Australia, which is snags. They love saying snags, and I didn't. I didn't even remember to use it, so I'm saying it now, and I'm sorry. I also, in episode three, when I was talking about clothes, I was talking all about hats, and how what they call them in different countries, particularly in Australia. But I had some Canadian listeners get in touch with me, and they said Barbara, in Canada, obviously, where the weather is very cold in the winter. They have a word for the woolly hat, and that is a tock. So there you go, something new. And my South Dublin listener, he got in touch and said, Barbara, there is another word for forking, and that is crop dusting. How could I forget? It conjures up such a wonderful image in the mind, does not it? Shrewsbury 1, Millwall 2. Sunderland nil, Oldham 2. And West Bromwich Albion Blackburn 1, Blackpool 0, Middlesbrough 1, Bolton 1, Walsall 0. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Three, Does anyone,
1: Rovers, did
0: anyone have the same experience of me sitting two, in the back of the car listening to the football scores? Not just the Premier League, but going the whole way down to like conference and hearing every single town name or city on the landmass of Great Britain. So that just sort of cemented in my head place names. I've been thinking about this since I was about six. These crazy places that I used to hear on the radio. Walsall nil, West Bromwich Albion 1, West Ham United 2, Stoke City 5. I used to hear all these places. I knew them. I knew, their, I knew the names. I don't know where they are geographically. If English wasn't confusing enough, then we decide to come up with place names. Place names that, you know, people have to find on a map or read on a sign and maybe ask someone for help. But they look at it and they see, they, they hear from someone, English, that they're going to somewhere called Loughborough and then they see how Loughborough is written Good God. God help us all is what I say. Loughborough is spelt L-O-U-G-H-B-O or, well, O-U-G-H. Where in God's name Lough comes from, it looks like Lockborough. I've always been fascinated by place names, but also a bit haunted. Part of it stems back to the time I applied for a job at AA Roadwatch to read the traffic reports on the radio. So as part of that AA Roadwatch job application, I had to send in my CV, say why I wanted to work at AA Roadwatch and also submit like a mock traffic report. And I actually just found it in my email and I just listened back and I'm going to share it with you. The latest travel news from the AA. There are severe delays across all routes in Wicklow and Kildare. The M11 Wexford-Dublin road northbound between Junction 22 Inch and Junction 21 Arclay South is closed due to a crash earlier this morning. Elsewhere, there are icy conditions on the M1 around Junction 5 Balbriggan and snowy conditions around Navan. There are also reports of black ice in Athlone and Wexford Town. In Dublin, there are heavy delays northbound on Mackin Street from Grand Canal Street through to Samuel Beckett Bridge. One direction. I yeah, th- I, I know, I'm not surprised I didn't get the job. Every I also sound English. I was obviously trying to impress them by saying some words in sort of an English accent. They didn't want that, Barbara. They just wanted you to speak in the way you speak. Also, there are so many towns in Ireland that even an Irish person would look at and be like, I've no idea how to say that. So clearly, I did not get chosen for that. I'm also still haunted by place names in Australia. I love Australia, but I worked at the ABC for a while on ABC News Breakfast, which is their morning TV show. And part of my job was to liaise with the different news reporters who were all across the gigantic landmass that is Australia. And I'd have to liaise with them and, you know, the team would decide where they were going to do certain reports or they would tell me where they were. I would, you know, take a call and they would say, Bob and going Kira Billy House in Sydney. I'd be like, Kira Kira Billy? Kira what? I would be frantically writing down the words in some sort of jarble on the page and then going on to Google Maps trying to find this place. I didn't don't even get me started on Far North Queensland. There was this reporter and I used to get emails saying that she was going to this town and then I would be trying to tell the other people on my team what it was called but I didn't know what it was called and then one day there was even one pronunciation that was so simple I thought but there was awful confusion about it. So it was at the start of the COVID outbreak and one of our reporters was talking about a hospital in Brisbane same name as one of our hospitals here in Dublin the Matter Hospital M-A-T-E-R. But no, the Australians have different ways of pronouncing things. Obviously, they have regional variations of their accents. And apparently, someone was pronouncing it wrong. And I was told that I would have to tell said person how to pronounce it. I mean, throwing an Irish person into the mix to tell an Australian how to pronounce matter. Uh, Because I was saying, oh, you're, you know, the matter hospital. And they were like, it's meta. It was a nightmare. A nightmare. I'm not just hating on Australia because... Because these mindfuck towns exist all over the English-speaking world. Okay? Let's just return to England for a moment. I know I've already spoken about England. Just even some of the straightforward ones that we probably all now know. But when you see them spelt, you're like, wow. And you think about them. Like Salisbury, for instance. If I didn't know it was called Salisbury and I looked at it, I would just think Salisbury. And then Shropshire. Like, all of the ones that end in Shire. Like, it's Shire. Like, you can, you can understand why people get confused. Now let's meet a couple of the really complicated ones. So we have a town in Norfolk, which I would look at the spelling and say, Hunstanton. But no, it's actually pronounced Hunston. Don't know where the the stan went. It just disappeared. Then we have a town in Warwickshire. Quote I would say Bedworth. Apparently that's wrong and it's called Bedworth. I dunno, I I'm confused. Then we have what I would say Leominster in Herefordshire. No, Barbara, that is wrong. It is not Leo Minster, it's Lempster. What? Then we have a Cornish town by the name of what I would say Mousehole. No. It's pronounced "mausel," and what about that place that looks like it's "bychester"? No, it's "bister." And that very interesting place in Cambridgeshire, "God Manchester"? No, Barbara, you're wrong. It's called "gumster." Okay, I'm not going to keep the spotlight in England. That's not fair. But what? What? Who invented these? Seriously? Could you imagine being a tourist and looking at these names and going somewhere and asking, like, where's God Manchester? And someone says, no, that's called Gumpster. And you're like, what? Anyway, we are not immune here in Ireland. Because, I mean, have you seen Nace written? Nace. Hello, I'm a tourist. I'm looking at the sign. It says Nas. What about y'all? Like, Eucal or Delir Street For my non Irish listeners, Delir Street's in the middle of Dublin and it is spelt D So maybe you think it's like Dalier Street? It's Delir. What about chum? Chum wouldn't you think that's spelled C H O O M Chom No, it's spelled T U A M. And what about that town that's spelled L E A P? Leap? Leap. No, it's called Lep. And what about that Tipperary place? T H U O R L E S? No tourist, it's not called Thurls, it's Thurles Ah, yes, you're looking up in Monaghan. C-L-O-N-E-S. No, not clones. Clonus. Come on, get with it. And when you're coming to South Dublin, there's a big debate about whether it's called Ranala or Renala. I would say Ranala. But I feel like there's some originals People who've lived there for years Who are not blow-ins You know, the notions crowd Who come to eat in the nice restaurants and drink Flat whites The originals I feel would say Ranala There's one more place name that has always baffled me And that is the state of Arkansas To me, if I'd never seen that written down I would think there's a saw in there somewhere Saw S-A-W. No, it is spelt A or K A N S A S. So you would assume because there is another American state called Kansas that it is Arkansas. No, but it's Arkansas. I just don't get it. I don't think there's even any point trying to understand these mindfuck towns because some mad person named them and pronounced them. It is now time for Word of the Podcast. And today I want to bring you, um, I, I have some literature. I know it's not an academic podcast, but some listeners have been recommending reading, recommended reading. It's like a lecture. My Southampton listener got in touch and he told me about a book that he came across when he was on holidays in Sussex. And it's called Sussex As She Was Spoke. And it's a guide to the Sussex dialect by Tony Wales. This is a fascinating little regional dictionary. I'm going to bring you a couple of words today. Not just one, a couple, because there's some gems in here. So I've actually kind of marked off a couple of pages here with a few tabs. Great little activity during lockdown. The first word, I probably should know this because I'm obsessed with Harry Potter, is Dumbledore. We all know Dumbledore, the principal of Hogwarts. In Sussex, it means a bumblebee. I should have known that. I'm embarrassed to admit that. The next word I want to tell you about is fidgety britches, an irritating person. Hmm, very nice. This one, peculiar, but good. Parley Francie, to speak French or some other foreign language. I just love that it's they say Francie, but it could mean any foreign language and the last word i'll bring you there's so many i want to st- i'd love to just read you the book is squeeze belly gate which is a narrow gate it's just lovely imagery isn't it like poetry The pronunciation peeve, it's really getting me going. I actually, when I'm watching TV or listening to people speak or listening to the radio and I hear something, I take out my phone and I email myself the word. And one of the words this week, I have two for the pronunciation peeve, I heard it in the radio news. And the newsreader said, issues. However, I would say issues. Because wouldn't we call something that you blow your nose with a tissue? Or does anyone say, a tissue? Maybe they do. Let me know. The second word is something I would associate with holidays or being by the sea. And it kind of... I'm not really asking you about the pronunciation of this because I know how it's meant to be pronounced. But it gives me a laugh. You know those things that float in the water to like indicate... Where a lobster pot is or it's like has a light on it to warn boats of danger. Is that a boy or a buoy? I love when you go to America and you're in a boat and they say, watch out for the buoy. And you're like, no, that's a boy. And I, I do realize our version of the pronunciation creates confusion because there could be a young boy in the water or a plastic boy the joy of the English language isn't it just so much fun and so mad that's all we have time for today thank you so much for listening and traveling with me all over the world today It was really quite a journey you know remember please continue to get in touch I want to hear your feedback tell me about my omissions tell me your words tell me your peeves I'm on Twitter Barbara Alfini on Instagram Babs Feeney until next time bye bye